Hello, my name is Francis Gentile, and this is episode four of my allyship podcast. I'm here with Junior Chan, Andrew Andrade, and Nick Shaw. Say hi. Howdy. Hi. Hi. Today we're going to be talking about homophobia and how it ties in with allyship and how people love to mistake that for homophobic jokes. But if you haven't noticed already, I like to use textbook definitions. So Google defines homophobia, biphobia, and transphobia as the fear, hatred, discomfort with, or mistrust of people who are lesbian, gay, or bisexual, and transgender. So Andrew, coming from experience and a person who has come out as gay, how would you feel society has put labels on you and defined you? Honestly, like, I, I agree with that um, uh, definition. Yeah, like, it's, it's a lot of just hate and basically, like, unknowing and confusion about what the community really is and, like, what we're actually about and stuff like that. So, Do you both have anything to comment on that? I would say that um, a lot of homophobic responses, um, I think, come from a place of of ignorance, which is uh, unfamiliarity with that particular group. Um, and as a as a species, we are uh, sort of evolved into this process of fearing things that we don't know or that we don't understand that we aren't familiar with, because uh, it initially was something that helped us to stay alive. And while we have evolved past that need, we haven't evolved past the response. And so it's now something that we put onto specific groups of people. Thank you for your great responses. And Junior, this is regularly directed towards you, but describe your experience as a heterosexual ally and what you have done to correct your friends on the mistakes slash jokes they remark. For example, when I go to PE, I've heard people be like, that's gay over everything. Like maybe a bro hug in some cases, or just a high five. They scream, that's gay, that's gay, that's gay. What do you do to fix that? I try and fix the response instead of saying that's gay or saying something that might be offensive. I try and say, let's try not to do that. Or how about we do something else instead of bringing it to the topic of saying that's gay because that, people might find that offensive and I'm not trying to make people feel excluded. Thank you. And part of that is the same people who say that's gay throw around the F slur and the F slur has history. And speaking from Andrew, your experience, and McShaw, possibly yours, um, how does the F slur make you feel? Like, it's okay if you don't feel comfortable explaining it all, but how, what does the word, even out of the mouths of people who are not in the community, how does the word, I guess in a sense, do you feel comfortable with it, or do you feel like you have the ability to say it, or have you heard someone that you know that is not in the community say the slur? Um, so I personally, when, when I hear people refer to people within the LGBT community with the F word, it invokes a fear response within me because it typically, uh, is the, uh, it is, it is the event that occurs right before a, uh, an assault, um, whether that's a verbal assault or a physical assault or a sexual assault, or, uh, unfortunately people that end up losing their lives. Um, and so that is where my mind goes when I hear that word being used um, in my groups. When I hear it in school, I have sort of the same uh, assumption that I make about my, when my students say that word is I, it, it's an opportunity for me to inform them, assuming that they don't know that it's harmful. 
and and I inform them of that and I and I try to tell them about the history and uh, the weight that that word carries to people and that it's not something that's acceptable in my class and uh, so that way we can create that safe space. And thank you for creating such a safe space for your students. I know I personally feel safe in your classroom. And for all of you, why do you think it's important to correct your friends when they make homophobic remarks? Or in simple terms, why do you feel that you have the power to tell them you're wrong, don't say this, and to maybe help them understand why what they're saying is incorrect and harmful and refusing to acknowledge history in a way? I feel the need to correct my friends sometimes as oh this stop all right as um as it's 2021 we need to evolve as a society and we need to be more accepting and if we exclude people that is just going to separate us as a community and i don't believe in separation and i believe that makes us look weak and we need to be stronger as the current situations are going on that is absolutely true we have we already have a lot of division in the country and i think that working together to uh, appreciate the differences in others instead of separating people by their differences, I think that that can make us a stronger community and we can learn from those people. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, I agree. Um, I feel like just making it a safer place for like anyone would be extremely helpful because like I know I've like before felt very uncomfortable or even terrified for like what other people might do because of that hate and because of that ignorance they have towards the LGBT community. Especially in the South. And I know this is like, I guess, maybe a verbose questioner, basically, in a way, normal. But when you see clubs such as Rainbow Gladiators at Maynard New Tech Middle or LGBTQ plus Instagram accounts that promote homosexuals, they promote basically, it's okay to be open, it's okay to be not heterosexual. Um, how does that, how, do you like seeing that? Like, do you like see the diversity? Do you love to see that people are breaking out of their shell and becoming their true selves? I am totally okay with seeing accounts like that. It helps people who are afraid to show their true colors and it just helps people in general. So I'm okay with seeing that and that's fine with me. Uh, I think that as a, as a teacher, we are leaders in the community and that we can uh, by our behavior and our the way that we present ourselves that we can set an example for um, our students and we can legitimize their existence and their experience and their feelings through our own appearance so if you um, and through our own identity so if, if we as teachers are allowed to uh, be open about ourselves and our identities in a in an employment situation and not have our jobs put at risk then that can also further legitimize uh, those identities amongst our students because then they can look to a teacher and say that well if they're if they can do that and they can be this professional person then I can also be that and still have dreams and goals and things that I can accomplish and in the recent in recent months people who have realized their homophobic actions have, I guess, retaliated with the word heterophobic. And in case you don't know what the word heterophobic means, it's basically you hate straight people. And it's, I guess, it's turned into a joke, but at the same time, some straight people who are also homophobic got mad when in reality they could potentially, maybe not to the same extreme, but be potentially experiencing what people who come out as gay, bisexual, pansexual, any of the LGBTQ plus community could be experiencing because, I mean, it's okay. 
in society, at least from my point of view, the general is heterosexuality, is being straight. And if you come out as anything other than that, it's weird, but you're coming out of your shell, it's coming out. But there's a lot of people who believe that heterophobic is, I guess, the people who are heterosexual that get called heterophobic, they compare it to the degree of hate crimes towards the LGBT plus community. Do you agree with that statement? Yeah, I guess I'll start, but um, absolutely not. Like it's it's not even in the same ballpark as like being transphobic or homophobic or anything like that. Um, there's also there was also this movement uh, called the Super Straight Movement, where it was basically many transphobic people making a whole new sexuality just for cis um like people who like the other gender sex of like cis and not trans which they tried saying it wasn't transphobic as it was like a preference but you can make it a preference without having to add a whole transphobic context to it do you both have anything to add to that i i 100 percent agree i statistically speaking the the heterophobia is not a thing like it doesn't homophobia transphobia those those are um those are our feelings and actions that are against a protected class within our community and when those actions turn into violence it becomes a federal offense it is a hate crime because the lgbt community is a protected community and as under federal law and if you look statistically the LGBT community is more targeted than any other community in this country, specifically black trans women. They are murdered at a higher rate than any other subgroup within our culture. And so for, for straight people to try and, and, and claim some of that due to their own shame of their own homophobia, I think is ridiculous. It's the same, in my mind, it's the same as, as trying to claim uh, racism against white people. Like it, it just it does it cannot exist in this society because our society exists to promote straight white people. And also the general norm is also a straight white male. And in the eyes of our previous president, that's who he preferred for nearly everything, even though he tried to deny it. And there are many people who stand with our previous president, Mr. President Trump, or ex president in this case. But no matter how you see it, his his ideology about gay people was wrong and coming from people or coming from a society or like a community where my parents supported him I know that what he did was wrong because my parents I know a lot of people who have parents or maybe a guardian who are homophobic or in some people's cases quote homophobic tendencies end quote but it all starts with a petition or a simple few sentences that comes out of your mouth because you just have to be careful of what you say because not everyone is maybe as tough or they're not as educated on a certain topic as you so please at any point educate your friends make sure that if they're saying anything rude that it's wrong please educate them to know that what they're saying that could be a slur that what they are saying is going with history and we're repeating it over and over again so now that I've given my own piece of advice to you three, what is some advice that you can give to the listeners that can help them better support their friends or just the homosexual community? I will start. I, um, I really, I would like to echo what you said, Francis, that I think when 
uh, we in the LGBT community um, in school and outside of school as well, when we come across um, these sorts of behaviors, if we are in a safe space where we're able to have those conversations, then if, if it's at all possible to, to provide that education, um, then, then it is possible to, to help that person if it's coming from a, a space of true ignorance. Um, but I want to add the caveat that it is not your responsibility as an LGBT, LGBT person to educate the, the people outside of that community. You do not have to carry that emotional baggage. Um, if you have the uh, wherewithal within you to do that, then that's fantastic, but it is not your responsibility to do that just because you happen to be a member of the community. Um, and if you are not in a safe space, then don't even try because you you are putting yourself at risk and and their education is not worth your life. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I I think like the the most basically thing basic thing you can do is like try and um, like stop any friends of yours that are making any like homophobic or transphobic jokes, even if like they aren't aware of it or like they aren't aware of like the damage they're doing. Like it's best to like uh tell them and inform them that hey this isn't like this isn't funny and this is actually very rude and disrespectful to these people and i would like to reiterate everything that y'all said you don't have it's not your responsibility as someone part of the lgbtq plus community to educate someone when they purposely don't want to educate themselves and i know that for some people who can carry that baggage that they are willing to educate their peers, they're willing to educate their acquaintances, they're willing to let people know that what they're saying is wrong. And another thing that's not really talked about is pronouns. If someone has pronouns that are, in some cases, not the normal or not the societal acceptance, please ask for them because not everyone goes by she, her, or he, his, or they, them. They might have, I guess, a combination. For example, she, they, he, they or they have a preference, such as they, he. So I guess my, my advice is just to respect someone's pronouns. Don't, I guess, misgender them, if that's, I'm getting that correctly, don't misgender them, and purposely not say the right pronouns because then you're not only disrespecting them, you're also disrespecting your classmates because you're showing that you don't care about anyone else but yourself. But just please respect someone's space or sexuality. You have no idea what they're going through. But for people who are allies, just be there for them. Let them know that they have someone that loves them and that is there for them in case they ever want to talk. And that concludes this episode. I would like to thank all three of you for being here. And you could watch the next episode talking about getting teacher insight on high school, about homophobia, sexism, racism, feminism, basically almost anything allyship can deal with. So thank you all for coming, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye!